Amen. Good evening, saints. Uh, welcome again to our time to be in the word. I am Amen. just freshly um, appreciative of this opportunity that we could meet together and get into the word of our, of our wonderful Lord. So um, maybe tonight, before we get into the word, how about we start off by singing hymn number 474. This hymn is um, a revelation of our oneness with the Lord. So maybe as we sing it, I hope we would enter into the appreciation of what the Lord has done for us, how he has made us one with him. So Brother Atien will play the music, and while the music is playing, I hope also our spirit is being exercised, not just listening, but we're also opening our mouth, enjoying such a oneness with the Lord. Day I share thy riches. 
and as I share thy life, Lord, I in thee, and thou in me, one with thee, one with thee, one with thee, one with thee, day by day I share thy riches, thou art Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. One with thee. Amen. 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 Oh, Lord. Jesus. Amen. Though we share thy human life, Lord, both with thy humanity, all Amen. of thy complete obedience is available to us. Amen. 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 One with Amen. thee in resurrection, risen now to love thee, with that Amen. life which is thyself, Lord, Amen. now in thee, Lord, even in me. Amen. Amen. One with thee in thine ascension, Amen. in the heavens, now with thee, yeah, a pilgrim and a stranger. Yes. My Amen. true life is hid in thee. Amen. 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 One with thee in your enthronement, Lord, sharing <laughs> your authority, Lord, even as Amen. we share your life, Lord, we mm. in thee and thou in us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus, we're one Amen. with them. Oh, one in spirit, now yes. with you. Amen. 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 All thyself he possesses now. Yes. Amen. Now lives in us. Amen. 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 We are one with thee, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. One is by Amen. Amen. All thyself Amen. now we possess, Lord. Amen. All thou art now lives in us, lives Amen. in thee. Amen. 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 Day by day uh, I share thy riches. Thou art Amen. everything to me. Amen. 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 Day by day. Hallelujah. Oh. Amen. Day by oh. day. Right. Amen. 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 One within resurrection. Lord. Amen. 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 Oh, Amen. Lord. oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, Amen. on the cross, we died in thee. Amen. Amen. Even as I share thy life, Lord, I am and thou in me. Amen. 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 Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord,
repossess thyself. Oh, Lord, thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We are one. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 We are dead. Amen. Unto the world, Lord. Amen. And the world is dead to us. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 Day by day we share thy riches. Thou art everything to us. Amen. Amen. We have been sharing your authority, dear Lord. Even share thy life, Lord. Amen. And thou in us. Amen. 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 Oh. What a wonderful hymn. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Um, so tonight we have a big section we're going to cover. So maybe it might be a good point to break into small groups and read three verses each. We're going to pick up from Luke chapter 22 verse 47, all the way to the end of Luke chapter 23. So um, welcome, everyone. I don't know if you were able to get through all of the reading tonight, uh, but we'll cover the verses and um, I think we'll have a, uh, a proper view at the end of tonight of the Lord's crucifixion. So this section that we're covering tonight is in our recovery version Bibles under this heading of the death of the man's savior. Uh, now, if you look at the outline in Luke, uh, we are now at, okay, this is the fifth section, but uh, after the introduction, there are these four main sections, which was the preparation of the man's savior, the, the Lord's ministry in Galilee, then the Lord's ministry from Galilee to Jerusalem, then the Lord presenting himself to the Lord's ministry is one section, and that Jerusalem. And then we had um, the Lord presenting himself, uh, presenting himself to death. And now we come to the death of this wonderful person <laughs> called Jesus Christ. And um, I just appreciate how the Lord in, these, uh, in this gospel, Luke is presenting us how the Lord is accomplishing his eternal purpose. The Lord is not just doing something uh, arbitrary. He is not just, uh, I, I, I never realized. Uh, for many years, I knew the Lord was born and I knew that he was crucified. But it seemed to me that the, the in-between bit was kind of a little bit uh, either insignificant or unimportant. I really didn't understand the purpose. But with the proper view and the proper light, 
we can see that actually this portion, uh, this whole human living that the Lord lived is actually very crucial to God's purpose with man. Dear brothers and sisters, actually God has a, has a wonderful intention. He has a great intention with man. And so he is looking to have uh, something produced in man. And that is his own expression. And so with the Lord Jesus, we had this, this living as a, as a kind of a model for us. This living that the Lord lived, come down out of heaven one day as a 30-year-old man and went to the cross. No, he actually had to be prepared. The Lord had to, God had to kind of do a preparation work in him. Brothers and sisters, I, I find this very encouraging. And I hope that we would all have this view about ourselves, that the Lord is preparing us. us. He, is, he is doing something within each one of us. And situation is in order to, to, to produce this living. So this is what the Lord is after. Uh, he's after uh, preparing us to become his very expression on this earth. So we've seen how the Lord has been prepared. And then the Lord began to minister. For, and what, he, what did he minister? This is too wonderful, right? What the Lord ministered was just the jubilee. He brought us into the jubilee. This is what the Lord wants to bring every one of us into, into the jubilee. And this is even after the Lord presented himself to be examined for death. And even today we see the Lord's the death of the man's savior. It has that man would be to his rightful inheritance of God as his portion. So, brothers and sisters, uh, this is this is where we are at tonight. And again, we see in this section, we actually see something wonderful. I'll cover the first section up to uh, chapter 23, verse 26, 25. And in this section, we actually see a wonderful portrait of, of who the Lord Jesus is. And we see quite a contrast between him and uh, those around him. So the first ones who are around the Lord are those coming to arrest him. These ones are the, uh, they came as a crowd to him. And in verse 52, it says, the, Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple and the elders. So these were the ones who came against the Lord to arrest him. Then we saw that later on, he was brought before the Sanhedrin who, who judged him. First, they judged him. And then uh, Pilate judged him. And then we also see the disciples. So with, with, with these ones who came to arrest the Lord, brothers and sisters, isn't this quite something? These ones 
were supposed to bring God's people. They were uh, ordained to, to, to serve God, yet they were the ones who went out to arrest the Lord. And not only did they arrest the Lord, but they arrested the Lord in a very, like, they, they, they didn't just do it in the open. Even the Lord says this to them, right? First, Judas comes to the Lord, and then the Lord tells him, Judas, are you going to uh, betray the son of man with the kiss? He draws near to kiss the Lord. Sovereignty. On the one hand, the Lord has these people to arrest him. Because uh, the Lord, he knew, he knew that Judas was going to uh, betray him, right? Even, even when, when they were having the, 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 when they were enjoying the Passover and the Lord instituted the Lord's table, then he, then he told them, there's one of you who's going to betray me. The Lord knew that this was arranged by the Father. So the Lord, he, he that he was that is where they're going to arrest him. And he, just as he came out of himself with a clear intention of presenting himself as this all-inclusive sacrifice for man, as the Lord came as this person, so he also presented himself to man for his crucifixion. And, and so the Lord was willing to give himself up. Uh, sorry, I just see Etienne is telling me my connection is not so stable. Let me just try something else. Okay. But anyway, uh, unfortunately, with all this load shedding, brothers and sisters, it's, it seems that it's a little bit, uh, anyway, uh, my connection does seem to come and go a little bit. So uh, I hope it's okay. Uh, uh, okay, so the Lord, he first speaks to Judas. Then we see all these ones coming to him. And... Uh, then the Lord says to them, to these priests, officers of the temple, the elders who came against him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? While I was with you day by day in the temple, you did not stretch out your hands against me. But this is your hour and the authority of darkness. And having arrested him, they led him away and brought him into the house of the high priest. So these ones, the Lord was with them all the time. They were, they were with the Lord day by day. As the Lord was teaching in the temple, the Lord was among them. He, uh, the Lord was with them, yet they didn't arrest the Lord. And brothers and sisters, why did they not arrest the Lord? You know why? Because actually they were afraid. They were afraid of the people. Because the people appreciated who the Lord was. They appreciated who he came to, to be with them, how he came to minister to them. 
how he cared for them, how he spoke the word to them. So they didn't want to arrest the Lord in front of the people because they were afraid of the people. If they arrested the Lord there at the temple in broad daylight, then they would be stoned by the people. So what did they do? They came in this, in this, uh, this under this cloak at, in the middle of the night. They go to this garden to arrest the Lord, not in the open. These ones are the ones who were, who were those who were caring for God's people and caring for God's interest on the earth. Yet we see how, how they were, even brothers and sisters, they were evil in their intention. They were not pure in their intention at all. They were, they were worshiping God, yet they were going at night to arrest the Lord. They were going in an underhanded, underhanded way. They even had to work with one of his disciples. Saints, this is, this is a, a clear portrait of the, the emptiness of religion and even the evil that is in religion. So then the Lord, he, he, he willingly gave himself up. Then the second group of people who's there are the disciples. Now, these disciples, when they are there, what happens? Those around and see what would happen, said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? But before listening to what the Lord would answer, a certain one of them struck the slave of the high priest with and took his right ear. But the Lord said and answered and said, let them go this far. There were the saints. I think we lost Brother Adrian. <laughs> Maybe we could just give him a minute or two to rejoin. Hi, hi everyone. I'm back. Sorry. I hope I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? Can hear you loud and clear. Thank you, brother. Okay. So I'm just going to leave my video off for now. It seems my connection is not so stable. So uh, these disciples, they, what we see with them, saints, is we see that they are living in the natural man. We do not see with them something of the spirit being expressed at all. We actually see them just living by their natural life. So they act very quickly. Even Peter, when the Lord told him that he was going to deny the Lord, he said to the Lord, Lord, by no means, even if I should die, I will die with you, Lord. So I don't know, maybe it was him who, who, who struck this, this one's ear, being very quick to, 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 to act and being very uh, confident in his natural life and his ability to do something for God and to 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 go with the Lord, even unto death. But then what happens directly after that? Peter follows at a distance. And then in verse 55, Peter goes to sit at the fire. And a certain servant girl, seeing him seated at the light of the fire, looked intently at him and said, this man was with, with him too. But he denied it, saying, I do not know him, woman. So here we see Peter. He's so bold. 
he's gonna die with the Lord. He chops off the, 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 the slave of the high priest. He takes off his ear. But then a servant girl asks him, Are you not one? Of, are you, weren't you with the Lord? He denies it. Then um, in verse 58, and after a short time, another person seeing him said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Uh, and after about one hour, another one insistent, saying, Surely this man was also with him, for he is also a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. And instantly, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And the men who were holding him mocked him and beat him. Okay. Now we're back with the men holding the Lord. Okay, so let me just end at verse 61 for now. Here, Peter denies the Lord for the third time. Brothers and sisters, this is this is this is what we are, uh, this is what we are in our natural man. We do not have the ability to follow the Lord. And actually, what we see with the disciples, they're they're not evil like the um like the chief priests and uh, uh, the officers of the temple, the elders who came to arrest the Lord in verse 52. They, they have, a, they have a, a good intention toward the Lord. But brothers and sisters, in their natural man, they're not able to live in the Jubilee. They're not able to enjoy the Lord as the Jubilee. So what they actually need, what these disciples really need, is they need to go with the Lord. They need to be brought with the Lord through death and resurrection. They need to be brought into another realm that they can enjoy the Jubilee as their reality. And so, so these, uh, these disciples, we see that their, their heart is for God, their intention is for God, but they are not able to, to carry out this intention. They're not able to 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 live this life that we see the Lord expressing. Okay, and then we come to the to the those who judge the Lord. First is the Jewish Sanhedrin, and the Jewish Sanhedrin they were uh, like a um, uh, a council of all these ones: the scribes, the lawyers, the Pharisees, the elders. So they were this. They were the highest. Uh, uh, almost law in uh, uh, um, among the Jews, they were the ones who who had this uh, kind of this authority. Okay, so this this highest law, the Sanhedrin, they are they 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 come to the Lord and they ask him, "If you are the Christ, tell us." But then the Lord says to them, "If I tell you." you shall by no means believe. And if I ask you, you shall by no means answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So here we see that the Lord, he was not just the Son of Man while he was on the earth, but he was also the Son of Man when he, uh, when he ascended. 
to be at the right hand of God. And he says, um, and even when he comes back, brothers and sisters, he will still be the son of man. And then they, uh, they say this in verse 70. If they say to him, are you the son of God? And he said to them, you say rightly that I am. And this, this word in the Greek, actually maybe Hector can help us with this. But this word, you say rightly that I am, is not just like the Lord, uh, the Lord saying, yes, what you're saying is true. But actually the Lord strongly affirms what they are saying, that he is the son of God. And so now they say, what further need do we have of testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his mouth. So now these, 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 the Sanhedrin must be overjoyed. Now they have this, this way to accuse him through, through the Lord saying that he is the son of God. Brothers and sisters, can you even, I feel like, may the Lord really impress us with this word that he came as the son of God. This, this man that was willing to be arrested, he's standing there. Even uh, in John, in the, in the gospel of John, when they asked him, uh, are you are you Jesus? Are you are you the one that we are looking for? And then he said, "I am." And then they all drew back and fell to the ground because he is the "I am." This one that they are arresting is actually the Son of God. So this this man, the Son of God, he is willing for even the very as God, he is willing for his own creatures those who were created by him, to arrest him, to accuse him. Even in verse uh, 63, 64, 65, they, 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 they mock him, they beat him, they blindfold him, and then they beat him and would ask him, uh, prophesy, who is the one who hit you? This is what the Lord is willing to put himself under, to redeem man. So now the Sanhedrin, they're conspiring together to accuse the Lord. Okay, but they have a problem. Because they're under Roman government, they're not allowed to crucify the Lord by themselves. They can't execute the Lord. So what do they do? They take him before Pilate in chapter 23. Now they begin to accuse him before Pilate. We found this man perverting our nation and forbidding people to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, the king. So Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He says, it is as you say. So then Pilate goes to the chief priests and crowds. I find no fault in this man. But they insist. They were vehement. I think it's like a, a kind of a insisting. They were very strong, forceful, saying he stirs up the people, teaching throughout the whole of Judea, beginning from Galilee, even unto this place. And when Pilate heard this, he asked him whether the man was a Galilean. So now, Pilate, he's a politician. He's, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to uh, cause trouble with the Jews. In fact, the Romans have had many trouble with the Jews. So the Jews have been quite troublesome to the Roman government. So they are uh, they are trying to in in whatever way they can deal with the Jews or try and keep them happy. So Pilate is trying his best to not offend the Jews, 
But this, there's a problem here. There's this man. He finds no fault in him. But what does he do? Okay. Oh, he's under, under Herod's jurisdiction. Oh, but Herod, he's, 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 in, he's in Jerusalem at the moment. So he's, he sends the problem to, to Herod. When Herod saw Jesus, he rejoiced greatly. Uh, for he had wanted to see him for a considerable time. So Herod, he's just after signs, right? He was hoping to see some sign done by him. Herod, he's just in it for himself. Okay, he doesn't really care. And he questioned him many words. So Herod keeps questioning, but he answered him nothing. And in Isaiah 53, verse 7, we see that this is, uh, this is the Lord being, um, let me just quickly get that verse, Isaiah 53, verse 7. He was oppressed and it was he who was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb who is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that is dumb before his shearers, so he did not open his mouth. So this word is a fulfillment of Isaiah 53, 7. He didn't answer him anything. The, the chief priests and, and, and scribes, they stand by. They're still accusing him. Herod and his disciples, they despise him and mock him. Then they throw a, a splendid robe on him, sends him back to Pilate. Okay? Now Pilate calls the, the, the chief priests and the rulers of the people. And he says to them, you have brought this man to me as one who turns the people away. I'm reading verse 14. And behold, I've examined him uh, before you and found no fault in this man regarding the accusations that you bring against him. Okay. Brothers and sisters, this is, this is astounding. This politician, he finds no fault in this man. Okay. Neither has Herod because he sent him back. I will therefore discipline him and release him. But they cried out in verse 18, take this man away and release to us Barabbas. He was, a, he, 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 he was one who was arrested for an insurrection and, uh, and for murder. So this one is a genuine criminal. Okay, They want him to be released. But Pilate, he's still wanting to release Jesus, addresses them again. But they continued shouting, crucify, crucify him. Then he says to them a third time, why, what evil has this man done? I found no cause of death in him, nothing. I will therefore discipline him and release him. But they pressed him with loud voices, asking them he be crucified. And their voices prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that their request be carried out. Brothers and sisters, so here we see the the uh the evil in religion and we see the darkness and corruption in politics this 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 pilot he is he is just in this for himself so he is willing for the lord to be crucified even though he finds no fault in him he will not he will not uh bring in justice he will not work out justice, but through his, uh, in this just preserving of himself, he gives in. And the Lord has to be crucified. And then he, uh, he releases Barabbas, this man who was in prison for insurrection and murder. And Jesus is delivered up 
So, brothers and sisters, here we see these four parties. We see the Lord expressing in his, in his living, being willing to be arrested, being willing to be accused, mocked, beaten, blindfolded. The Lord goes through all of this willingly as the Son of Man to work out redemption for us. He really is the, the complete God and the perfect man. And we see something so precious in this gospel of how the Lord is just expressing God through all of his living. And then we see the disciples, they have a heart. They really, Peter, Lord, I'll die for you. Cuts off maybe, I don't know who cut off the, the servant's ear. Cuts off the ear. Being very zealous. But then, not in spirit at all. The Lord has to go through this pathway. So he just heals the servant. Then Peter denies him three times. So they really need to be brought through death and resurrection. And then we see the, the religious the religious uh, ones. They don't arrest the Lord in the light. They don't arrest the Lord in broad daylight because, of, because they're afraid. They're, 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 they're living in fear, yet, yet they do it in, a, in an underhanded way, in darkness. And then, and then even through this counsel, asking the Lord, oh, he is the son of God. And then we see the darkness and corruption in politics being fully exposed through this Roman uh, officer. Brothers and sisters, actually what the Lord is doing here is he's wanting to bring us into the Jubilee. Hallelujah. <laughs> he's just wanting to bring all of us into the Jubilee. And so for this, he has to take us through death into resurrection. And he's just bringing all these disciples with him. He's just taking us with him. And he actually, he was actually one who not only died for, for us, but he died for all these ones. He died for the ones who loved him, who cared for him. He died for the for the evil ones. He died for the for the Gentile, uh, for the Jewish ones. He died for the Romans. He was both under the Jews and the Romans. He died for the Jews and the Gentiles. He died for every single one of us to open the way for us to enjoy him as the Jubilee. Amen. Okay, I'm going to end there, Hector. Uh, you can continue, brother. What, what a wonderful section. Of course, the word, the word, every part of it is, uh, is very, very good for us. It's God-breathed, and it's, it's very nourishing. But I was just really impressed with all the different parties. Um, you know, the darkness in, in, in religion, uh, the corruption in politics, and also the, the shortage of the disciples, how they... Although they have a desire to follow the Lord, to be in God's economy, but because of their natural man, they just are unable because they are bound by the old man with the old creation. They're just unable to, to enter into the enjoyment of the Lord. You know, I, I was considering, you know, right before the Lord was, uh, was uh, arrested, 
actually the Lord spends a good amount of time to pray. It's very, very interesting. Um, here's a man who before he, he does anything, he takes care of mingling and being one with God. Even concerning his death, the Lord spent much time to pray, to be mingled with God, to be in God's economy, to be in God's dispensing. The disciples, they tried, and the Lord encouraged them, pray so you would not enter into temptation. But they were just so incapable. They, they fell asleep. Uh, but then the, the, when the situation arose, uh, one of the disciples, as Brother Adrian shared with us, rose up, trusting his natural men, thinking he'd be able to follow the Lord unto the end, even unto death. That's what he said. Even if it's to, to death, I'll follow you. However, when inquired of by a, 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 a maid servant, a, a girl, he denies it. I do not know this man. Brothers and sisters, what kind of a, a morality is this? This person was with the Lord for a considerable amount of time. But then when asked about the Lord, he says, I do not know this man. What kind of a morality is that? Do you see that the, the natural man actually has a poor, a low standard of morality? The natural man um, will do whatever it takes to avoid uh, the cross. But did you notice in all of this, the Lord Jesus did not say or do anything to save himself, but he did everything in order to remain in God's economy. This is, this is, this is the, the highest standard of morality. The Lord, although he was um, uh, experiencing suffering, because this was God's will, this was God's uh, uh, plan, you could even say this was God's, uh, this was the mingling. Uh, he, he just cared for that. You know, uh, one brother always asked me, uh, if you want to go one direction, uh, one way, just consider, will there be mingling in that direction I'm headed? If there's no mingling, there's no enjoyment of God, don't go that way. That's not God's will. So, so my, the, the, the point is here is that actually here we see the different parties. They all have their shortages. Even you could say a poor standard of morality. But in the middle of all of this, there is a wonderful person, the Lord Jesus, whose living is the definition, the expression of who God is. He is the beauty of the divine life expressed through the human virtues. This, this is who the Lord was. Um, you know, when, when he was asked about certain things, he responded. His response was such a uh, expression of the divine attributes mingled with human virtues. I just really appreciated this. He didn't say anything that would get him out of trouble. The Lord had the opportunity. He had the opportunity to, to say things that would, oh, okay, 
uh, I'm not the son of God, then he would be saved from, from death. But no, the Lord cared for this kind of a mingling, being one with God all the way. Peter clearly was not because on the one hand, he said, yes, I will follow you to the end. But when, when, he, when he was inquired of, if he knew the Lord, suddenly the words changed. No, uh, I don't know this man, even denied him three times. Uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, in verse 48 of chapter 22, when Peter is asked about whether he was uh, one of them, he said, man, I am not. But then the Lord Jesus, when he is asked that, is he the son of God? He says, I am. Th this is the story. This is our story. Apart from the mingling, we are not. Only the Lord is. He is the I am. He's, he is what we need. So the Lord had to go to, to the cross and take us with him. So we would be released from this failing old man. Um, this old man who, although he has a, a good intention, but is just incapable of living in the Jubilee. So the Lord had to take us, um, his disciples, and together with all of religion, uh, uh, all of these uh, Roman uh, uh, rulers and all the Sanhedrin, he, he, the Lord was basically just a light in such a dark situation. So I'm, I'm really, really appreciative of this of this record, that it would show us such a, um, a wonderful living of a God-man. So although the Lord was being um, persecuted and uh, blasphemed, he, he nonetheless expressed God. That is, he took care of the mingling. He was a man in God's economy. So, so from verse 26, um, the sections I'm going to cover there's, uh, the first part is related to the sufferings that the Lord experienced from men. That is, you could say this is a section concerning the Lord's persecution. Actually, in order for us to appreciate this section, um, it is useful to consider who killed the Lord Jesus. It's very useful to consider this question. Who killed the Lord Jesus? And number two, why did the Lord Jesus have to die? Why did he die? So those two questions are actually going to help us to appreciate these two sections. So in verse uh, 26, we see that the Lord, um, when, when Pilate released the verdict that they should, they should do with the Lord what the, the Jews should, should do, um, should do with the Lord what they willed. Um, what they did is they took a, a man from Cyrene, uh, 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 Simon, who was coming from the, the farm part of the country, and they had him carry the Lord, uh, take care of the cross for the Lord. And there were many people which were, who were following. Uh, verse 27 speaks of a multitude. There were that many people. And some of the women were mourning, lamenting over the situation that the Lord was, was in. But in all of this, the Lord was living out God. 
And he turned to them and said, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep over me, but weep over yourselves and over your children. Behold, the days are coming in which they will say, blessed are the barren and the wombs which have not borne and the breasts which have not nourished. They will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us and the hills cover us. And in verse 39, the Lord uh, brings out something quite sweet. Uh, he says, for if they do these things with the tree full of sap, what will happen with the one that is dry? Actually, the Lord Jesus, he referred to himself as a tree full of sap. You could say a green tree full of life, power. He, he, he was the one who was full of life. But these politicians, these Jewish leaders, these uh, religious leaders, um, they actually had no appreciation. They had no view. They had no realization that the Lord was such a tree of life. You could say a tree of life. Uh, I know it says a tree full of sap, but this tree is, he is the tree of life. So this is what they, had, they did to the Lord. So the Lord was just lamenting the situation that they, they have missed the author of life, the one who is the source of life. Oh, brothers and sisters, you know, uh, I, I appreciate it in, in verse 18, when Pilate was, uh, you know, arguing with the crowd saying, let me release this man. They said, take this man away. You know, this was so, uh, it touched me so, so deeply that the age we are living in, the world we're living in, this is the attitude of the world toward the Lord. Take this man away. You know, today the Lord needs us who would say we love this man. We're open to this man. We're not rejecting this man. We're not rejecting this tree full of sap, but we are open. Moreover, we are not saying, take this man away. We are saying, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus. I, I'm, I'm, I was so touched with this contrast that the age, under its darkness, under corruption, under the darkness of religion and the corruption of politics and the, the society, this is the attitude. Take this man away. But in this dark age, the Lord needs a group of people who would be open to him saying, no, we want to be the channel to bring this man back to the earth. Oh, may we, uh, may we be those every morning come to the Lord. Lord, I love you. I open to you. Lord, come in today. I want you to have a living on the earth. The, these people did not love this man. But today we could be those who are day by day opening to be one with him, enjoying the, this man's riches. Um, so so th this is the tree full of sap. I, I hope, you know, uh, I'm just encouraged that day by day, all our days are busy. I understand they get busier by the, by the months and all that. But we need to have such a, uh, an opening to the tree full of sap, coming to the Lord. Lord, I would like to open to you. 
as the tree full of sap. I would like to be a reproduction of you. I don't want to be blind to life. I want to be one who cooperates with this tree full of sap. Okay, uh, let, let, let's continue. I was just really touched with this contrast that in general, the world is not open to the Lord, rejects him, but today the Lord needs such a group of people who will be open to him. Okay, let, let's continue. <clears throat> and of course, the Lord, when he was being crucified, there were also two other uh, criminals who were, who, were being, uh, who were crucified with him. So they went to the, uh, a place of skull, uh, a Calvary, and they crucified him. And here, while the Lord was, I just, I just, I, I, I hope you, you're getting an appreciation of this man. He is about to die, but this man is praying for the ones who are about to, who are persecuting him. He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Actually, this is a, uh, a fulfillment of a prophecy in Isaiah that although he was being crucified, he actually interceded for the transgressors. So this is the Lord's intercession. Oh, what, what, a, what, a, what a man, what a God man. Oh, on, on the one hand, he's, he's just living God in such a, a dark situation. Uh, and not only was, was the Lord interceding for them, actually these people were, they were mocking him, they were blaspheming, and even they ridiculed him. Uh, uh, they said they stood by, uh, uh, they, they took his clothes, so uh, they divided his clothes by, by throwing dice or casting lots, and the people looked on, and the rulers were sneering at him, saying, he saved others. Let him save himself if this is the Christ of God. I don't know about you. Um, maybe we might think this was a good suggestion by the leaders saying, oh, save yourself. Then, then we will know that you are the Christ. But brothers and sisters, if the Lord gets off the cross, according to 1 Corinthians, our sins are still with us, which means there's still a barrier between God and man. The Lord was one who cared for the mingling of God and man. His staying on the cross was to care for God's economy, for God's desire to be one with man. Oh, I, I used to say, why? I used to think when I was young, why didn't the Lord Jesus save himself? They were right. But brothers and sisters, this view is very short. You know, in Isaiah, it says, uh, uh, this, this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, the Lord's remaining in God's will to die was so that he would extend his days. He would see the fruit of the travail of his soul. Brothers and sisters, you and I are the fruit. If the Lord did not remain on the cross, there would be no fruit. So his remaining on the cross was so that he would open a way for you and I 
to be one with God. Oh, th this, this is the real, real jubilee. This is the real gospel. So, so uh, well, while they were sneering at him, this God-man was living in God's economy, caring for that which mingled God with man. Uh, and um, uh, so they, they offered him vinegar. That's in verse 30, uh, 36. They mocked him and gave him vinegar. This was in a way of mocking the Lord, actually, because in other accounts, the Lord, especially in John 19, the Lord said he was thirsty. So in response to his thirst, they actually didn't give him water. They gave him this vinegar. This was a mocking um, uh, to, to someone who's asked for water. You give him something bitter. This is actually a mocking. So the soldiers were mocking him. The leaders were sneering at him. Oh, and even the criminals, at least one of them, who was being uh, crucified with the Lord. This one was um, even blaspheming, blaspheming the Lord, saying, uh, you, 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 if you are the Christ, save yourself and save us. Get us out of this. In other words, do something that will take care of you. Forget about God's economy. But notice the Lord Jesus did not do this. Again, I'd like to emphasize the Lord Jesus is a man who took care of God's economy. That is, he lived in the mingling of God with man. What he cared for was the mingling of God with man. I, I, I just, you know, this, this is the living of the proper living that fulfills God's economy. This is the living in the church life. It's a living that takes care that is, a, that is a mingling of God with man. Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, so, um, the, 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 of course, the, the one, one of the criminals was blaspheming. And the other one actually rebuked the blasphemer and said, oh, how can you say this? You know, you and I are being crucified because of what we did and we deserve it. But this man has done nothing amiss. Oh, there is a man, brothers and sisters, in the universe who in his whole living had never done anything amiss. Oh, oh Lord Jesus, what a man. I, I hope you're having an appreciation. He has never done anything amiss. Anything that was not in God's economy. His whole living, his whole living from birth all the way to the cross was a mingling of God with man. I, 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 can, I can honestly say I am not this man. Rather, on the contrary, I need this man. I need the mingling. I need to enjoy this man a man who has never done anything amiss. Okay, uh, maybe because of time, I better, I better speed up. Um, and then when the Lord, when, when the criminal said this, uh, he actually cried out to the Lord and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And the Lord responded saying, truly I say to you today, you shall, you shall be with me in paradise. This refers to the 
the the pleasant side of Hades where Abraham and and um, um, where Abraham is. Um, so 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 the point is here here in all this religion is being exposed, politics is being exposed, uh, society in its in its corruption and in its oneness with with Satan is being exposed. Rather, the Lord and the Lord Jesus is being expressed as the most wonderful person. So, so this, this is amazing to me. I, I'm like, Lord, live again in me. Live this life again in me. You've done it before. Lord, I, I, I open to you as such a tree full of sap to live again in me. Release me from living according to my, my natural man, which is actually just a dry tree. Uh, it, it has a desire to fulfill God's, God's, God's goal, but it's lifeless. It's lifeless. Promises to go to the cross, but when the time comes, cannot fulfill that promise. Oh, we, we need this man. I'm, I'm just so appreciative that there is such a man. So verses 26 to 43 cover the persecution of man. But notice at the end of the persecution of man, the Lord Jesus is not dead. He is still alive. Do you remember the question, the two questions I asked? The first one was who killed the Lord Jesus? So actually here in this first section, the Lord was suffering persecution. But in the next section, we will see that actually this is when God, the righteous God, comes in to judge um, the Lord when the Lord makes himself a, a, a sacrifice for sin. I'm using the words of Isaiah 53. This, this, this section, verses 44 to 49, refers to when God came in. So my point is, uh, yes, the soldiers could mock, uh, the Jews, the leaders could sneer, and the, 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 um, the, the, the criminal could, could uh, blaspheme, but all of that could not. At the end of that, the Lord Jesus, that, that was not what killed the Lord. The Lord's death was actually in the second section. And we will see this second section that actually only God, it is only when God, the righteous God, comes in that um, the Lord eventually, uh, he actually dies. So the point is, what killed the Lord is not religion. It's not politics. It's not society. But actually, it was the righteous judgment of God on him because of, um, of our sins. I, I kind of gave an answer for the second question. Remember the second question was, why did the Lord die? Why did he have to die? Okay, uh, let, let's quickly go through this section. And uh, in verse 44, it says, it was, an, it was now about the sixth hour. Uh, I should mention that the Lord Jesus was on the cross for uh, six hours from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
the first three hours from 9 a.m. to 12 at noon, this was persecution. This was man's persecution. And as we just uh, mentioned, this wasn't what caused the Lord to die. But from noon to three uh, in the afternoon, this, is what, this was when God came in. So this is why it says the sixth hour. Uh, actually, the sixth hour here, according to the Jewish way of referring to time, corresponds to what we call 12 noon. And notice here, it says, in the sixth hour, uh, darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. So from, from, uh, from noon to 3 p.m., darkness. Could Pilate cause darkness over the whole land? It's quite interesting. It says over the whole land, not just the, 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 the place, not just Calvary or Golgotha. It, it wasn't just over, but over the whole land. So actually this darkness signifies is a sign showing us that the righteous God had come in, had come in. Now this was, the Lord was actually suffering judgment from God. No longer persecution from men, but judgment from God. And the sun's light, this is verse 45, the sun's light was failing. You know, uh, uh, if, if the sun at noon just went dark, I think all of us could be clear that it could not be Pilate, it could not be the chief priests, it could not be the criminals, only God could do this. Again, this is another sign showing us that for the last three hours, or the second set of three hours on the cross, the Lord was actually suffering God's righteous judgment. And uh, again, in verse 45, it says, um, the veil of the temple was split down the middle. Actually, in other accounts of the Bible, in other accounts of the gospel, it specifically says, especially in Matthew, it says the veil was torn from the top to the bottom. Again, this was not man's doing. Uh, if it was man's doing, the veil would have been torn from the bottom up. In order to, the Bible, Luke, in order to help us to see that this was God's work. He shows us that this tearing of the veil was something from the heavens down. It was God's hand. So, so the point is this section uh, of the word shows us God's judgment, righteous judgment on the Lord. And the reason why is because here, the Lord was made sin. Or maybe I'll mention the verse right now. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It says, he who did not know sin, that is Christ, he did not know sin. He was made sin on our behalf so that we would be the righteousness of God. So, so actually on the cross, the Lord, in the eyes of God, was the unique sinner. You know, uh, in, in, a, in, in 2 Corinthians, he said, it says he was made sin 
in a sense, all of man's sin were put upon him. Actually, in Isaiah, Isaiah says, surely he bore up all our sins. Not only did the Lord die for our sins, but he died uh, because of the nature of sin which we have. You know, we, we were sin when Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Not only men became, uh, not only did men become a person who commits sins, but he became a sinner by nature. In our fiber, there was sin. So man became a sinner. The Lord not only died for our sins, but he died because of, for the sin nature which we have. You know, you could think of the nature of sin as the tree or the roots and sins as the fruit of that tree. Because we have the nature, the root of sin, we have fruit of sins. You know, people commit sins because they have the nature. You know what the Lord, when, when he died on the cross, he not only died for the sins, the wrongdoings, but the very nature, the source of those wrongdoings. So, so the, the, the Lord's death was certainly not just man's persecution, but the righteous God came in to lay on him all our sins so that we would be the righteousness of God. Um, okay, because of time, maybe what I will mention is that, you know, the Lord's death, I used to just think of it as just caring for our sins, but the Lord's death is more inclusive than that. Actually, when the Lord was dying, he died as the Lamb of God. You know, uh, because of our nature, we just needed a Lamb of God. This Lamb is what God needed in order to bring us back to himself. How could God accomplish his economy of mingling himself with us if we already are mingled with sin? So the Lord had to die as the Lamb of God. You know who what? Who doesn't just clean the record of sin. He takes away. Praise the Lord. You know, the, the people, the, the Jewish religionists and the people, they said, take this man away. You know what this man did? He took away sin. He takes away the sin of the world. Oh, you know, because of the, the sin of the world being taken away, he was opening a way for us to be able to enter into God. Actually, uh, because of the Lord's death, uh, you know, uh, when the Lord became incarnated, he took on the flesh of sin in its likeness. I emphasize the Lord did not know sin. When he became a man, he took on the likeness of the flesh of sin. But when he died, he died as such a man in the flesh, which means in his death, the Lord put to death the flesh. Brothers and sisters, this is a jubilee. I don't know about you. The Lord Jesus' death released us from the flesh. Not only did he take away the, the, the barriers, the sin which kept us away from God, but the Lord dealt with the flesh. Praise the Lord. 
we don't have to live according to the flesh anymore. You know, in Romans, it says we don't, we, we're not, we're no longer slaves are bound to live according to the flesh. No, now we can be those who, who live according to the spirit. We have been divorced our, from our old husband, the old man. Now we can walk in newness of life. Oh, uh, oh Lord, uh, because of time, I, I just, I'm just so appreciative of what this God man has done in opening the way. He split the veil. No more barriers between God and man. No more veil of separation. Today we may boldly enter in. Oh, praise the Lord. Uh, so so, so he, the Lord's death, he died as a lamb of God. He also died as a man in the flesh. And thirdly, he died as a man. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, as a, as, as a, uh, a, a bronze serpent. Uh, this, is, this, is, this refers to numbers. Uh, when the children of Israel were being bitten by serpents, the Lord prophesied that he would be lifted up just as Moses lifted up the serpent on the, uh, on the post. Uh, the Lord would also be lifted up in order to take care of the poison nature, to, 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 to take care of this. Oh, not only did the Lord die for our sins, but he, he cleared the nature. Oh, praise him. I, I hope when we're at his table, you know, his death wouldn't just be a, uh, I, I hope we wouldn't have, um, uh, please understand me properly, not long faces, but a release. The Lord's death was a jubilee. It was a way for the Lord to bring us into the enjoyment of God. Oh, not only did he die as a man in the flesh, nor just a, a serpent, the bronze serpent, but the Lord died as the firstborn of creation. Uh, we see this in, first, uh, in Colossians 1.15, that actually the Lord, he was the preeminent one in creation. So when he died, all of creation died. All of the old creation died. So, brothers and sisters, we don't have to live by our old man. Romans 6, 6 says, our old man has been crucified. Oh, brothers and sisters, which means in the church life, you know, I don't have to live by my old man. Actually, the church life cannot, we cannot have the church life in the old man. You know, the, in the old man, there's no church life. But since our old man has been crucified, we can have the church life. Actually, this is, this is, the, this is the living. When, when the old man is crucified, that is what the church life is. We, we are no longer debtors to live according to this old man. But now we, are, um, we, we have to live according to the spirit in, in oneness with this God man. Okay, maybe because of time, uh, I will, I will not mention the other statuses of the Lord's death, but the point is the Lord's death was all-inclusive. It was a death which opened a way for us to be one with God. It rent the veil. All the barriers were opened. All the, 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 the divisions between man 
the Lord made peace. He brought the two into one. He destroyed the middle partition, making us one with him and also one with one another so that today we could have the church life, a corporate expression of the mingling of the divine attributes together with the human virtues. So this, this is our Lord. Hallelujah for such a death. You know, typically a death is a mournful thing, but tonight the Lord's death is a matter of joy. I'm just appreciative. We are released from living according to ourselves. We're released from self-likeness. We're released from death. We're released from everything to, to live the church life, to express him.